Okay, Boker Tov, we're continuing. We're still at the bottom of the Gemara Moy Kutten Zainum at Olive. Just a quick review of the main concepts, because we don't just get uh, overwhelmed over here. Again, remember, we discussed three important situations with a. Well, but of the Gemara, three are the most important. There is a fourth, but we haven't dealt with it so much. Uh, so if a person it calls the Kohen in, and the coin gives him a report that he is a Mitzora Muskar, where he has some signs, but not all of them. So he does not leave the community, but he must separate from his wife. Okay, now, once he's Muskar, and then the coin says, you're tar, the second week he comes, he says, everything is fine, then everything's fine. He doesn't leave the community, and now he's permitted to his wife. What if the Kayin comes back and says, or at any point says, you're a Metzorah Muchlat, for sure, for sure has to leave the community, but is permitted to his wife. What if the coin then, after he was a Muchlat, he said that now you're Tahar after that. So they start the process, but there's still a seven-day waiting period. He can come back from the community, but he must now separate from his wife. Okay, those are the four scenarios, and we'll keep this handy if we need to reference it again, and I don't know why it's not letting me move it. Okay, now we moved it. Let's just make it, see if we can get everything on the screen. Okay, so we said yesterday, just reviewing those last, so we had a machlokas, Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Meir says you can call the Kohen, to make things lenient for you, but you don't come to make things stringent for you. And therefore, that's assuming that if it's good news, he tells it to you. If it's bad news, he doesn't tell it to you. And that way, it won't disturb your enjoyment of the Antif. Well, Rabbi Huda said, no, if he comes, he has to tell. And therefore, sometimes it's better not to come at all. So we said, yesterday we ended off the class, Rebbe, in discussing this Machloka, says... Nirin Rabbi Meir It appears to me the words of Rabbi Meir make sense when the fellow is a muskar. Muskar means that he is. Uh, uh, he only uh, does not leave the community, but he separates from his wife. Then I would say, like Rabbi Meir, that he checks the wife. Why? We said, well, because even though he doesn't hold like Rabbi Meir in philosophical, he says, whatever you see, you got to remember, it's too machloikasim. Rabbi Meir says, we always bring the coin. And the second point is, and he'll only tell us good news. Rabbi Yehuda says, we don't bring the coin, period. Why? Because we bring him, now we have to be open to the bad news. So now, he's saying, I hold like Rabbi Meir, not philosophically, that you can withhold the bad news, but that the coin can come. That's what he means, holding our mayor, when he's already a muskar because he's already separated from his wife. So either uh, it, it can't be any worse than what it is now. Why? If it's if he becomes uh, muhlat, it'll be better. He can be with his wife. If he's tar, he can be with his wife. So therefore, why not? He can be with his wife. And obviously that's more important than socializing. But then he says, but I hold of when he's a muhlat, where he has left the community, but he has not been serving his wife, 
Then I say we don't have the coin come. Why? Because it can only make things worse because he may then have to separate from his wife. Why? Because a muhlat that becomes tar now flips. He's part of the community, but he has to separate from his wife. And therefore, we don't send the Kohen for that. That was where we ended off yesterday. So basically, you, 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 you get the best of both worlds. The best of right there. And the best of you do what you can. As long as you stay with your wife. Yes. It, or, if, you, if the coin says no, no, no improvement, you're not any worse off than you were beforehand. If he goes to the Mukhlat, um, or he goes to the Muskar, so he was at this stage, so what's going to happen? Either he's going to get worse, worse means he can be with his wife, or he can get better, he can be with his wife, right? And if it doesn't change at all, he remains in Muskar another week, then th- things haven't gotten any worse. Yeah. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. That seems to be, now we don't know this yet, but the commentaries have filled us in on this. Fine. Now we got to go back, and this is new Gemara now. Rav is going to come and say, okay, there were a number of situations over here. Um, although Rebbe just mentioned Muchlat and Muskar, we have to talk about every possibility. Where could the Machlokas be? Where could the Machlokas not be? In which situation? Rav Yehuda, Rebbe was always saying, I rule like this rabbi in this situation. I rule like this rabbi in this situation. That's ruling. Rebbe has not specifically told us where, in which case, is there a machlokas. Rava now gets into the details of telling us what, when do Rabbi Meir and Yudah specifically argue, and when do they both agree with each other, and there is no argument. That's the next step for today. I'm a Rava. Rava says the volume. Bitar. Let's say the guy was completely tar. He's not sure. He calls, wants to call the coin. Check me out. When he's completely tar, he can be with people, he can be with his wife, but he's setting himself up for potential problems. He could become, when the coin looks at him, either a muskar or a muhlat. Okay, it could be either one. So, kuli almalopligi. There's no machlokas in this case. Delo chazile, even Reb Meir will agree that a Kohen does not examine him on Chol Hamoed. Don't have him come at all. <coughs> Why? Because only you can only get, well, you can get good news, but you can get a lot of bad news. Three things can happen. Number one, the Kohen can say you're fine. Okay, that's one. Second thing is, you're a muskar. A muskar means, well, you can't be with your wife. Or he can make you a muhlat and you can't be with the community. So guess what? Better to not send them at all. That's right. Examining the person cannot improve his situation. He can only make it worse. As long as the coin doesn't examine him, the guy is tore, even if he has symptoms. The only practical change that can be brought about through the inspection would be to be pronounced him tame. And it's better that his inspection wait until after the festival. So even though Rabbi Meir says we tell him good news, but we don't tell him bad news, the truth is all you can get is bad news. Because it's not good news, so to speak, because right now he's tar anyway. Right now he's tar. So the only thing we're going to bring him to either give you bad news, but what's the good news? The good news is you're tar. That's not good news. He's already tar. So why would Rabbi Meir say, no, no, let's send him and he'll only tell us what? Not gonna tell us anything. Right. According to Mayor, he doesn't say bad news. 
He can only tell us good news. But what's the good news? Yeah. Well, you might say, well, good news is he knows for sure he's Torah. But if he just doesn't come, then what's the difference? Right? So that's why he would agree there's no purpose in checking. And clearly, uh, Rabbi Yehuda would say that because he says if he checks, he has to say. What? If he, if he checks, he has to say. And if he says something bad, that's not good either. So in that case, there's no machlokas. Everyone says, let's just not check. And we don't have to worry about anything. Okay, that is the guy who's completely tar. Now, how about the hesker? Rishon. Upa, the first hesker. In other words, the guy is this status. Yeah. That he's already, he does not leave the community, but he can't be with his wife. That case, the kuli almalo pligi de both of them agree that he should check. Yeah. Why? Because he can only improve on the situation. Yeah. Because, let's put it, why is that? Because when the coin sees him, first of all, he can make him tar. Right. He can say, you're tar. Now, that's good news. And even the coin finds that he has to remain confined for another seven days because nothing has changed. So the status quo stays the same. Nothing's worse. So we got... First two possibilities. One is it's better. The other one is it's the same. And if uh, is anywhere soft. Yeah, but wait a minute. That's all that Rashi says. Tosa says, wait a minute. You forgot to say the third possibility, right? What's the third possibility? He says he's a muhlat. He's a for sure. So Tosas asks on Rashi, it is certainly possible that Tosas can situate to be worse. For upon examining the coin finds that the affliction has spread or additional symptoms have appeared, he will have to declare him a, mitz- a confirmed Mitzorah according to Rabiosi. Remember, you can't be silent. And you got to say that. So why would Rabiosi agree that the examination is allowed? Tos explains that even according to Rabbi Yossi, the coin is required to render a verdict only at the end of the second week of confinement when the Mitzorah must be declared either Torah Tomei at the earlier stage, when there's the option of confining him further, the coin is not obligated to state a definitive opinion. So now we have parsed Rabiosi's opinion. Rabiosi says you can't say nothing. When? You can't say nothing if you're forced to say something. When, when must you? In other words, a Kohen, when he looks, okay, First thing, he looks, okay, he's got to say, if you're a tar person, he comes and looks. Well, you know, I don't I don't have to say anything. I don't have to say anything. But if he's a muskar for one week, he can all say, I don't have to say anything. When does Rabbi say you must? After the second week. Because we don't make a person hold off more than two weeks. You can't be confined in a doubtful situation for more than two weeks. That's when Rabbi Yehuda says you must say what you have to say. But if he's only been for one week, you can still get out of saying anything. Thus, even according to Rabbi Yossi, the Mitzray has nothing to lose by being examined after the first week. Because, okay, so it comes out, Rabbi Meir holds, you never have to say bad news. So he doesn't have to say the bad news. According to Rabbi Yehuda, he can only gain by telling him good news. And the good news makes him permitted to his wife right now. He's not allowed to be with his wife. He's hoping that he could be with his wife. And that would be good news. We would tell him the good news. And I guess if we're, if you'd say he's a muhlat, that would be bad news because he's separated from his wife. On the other hand, Rabbi Yehuda, who says you must say, that's only after two weeks 
of being muskar. And we're not apt to that. We're the first week of muskar. First week of muskar, you don't have to say anything as well. So that's what he would agree with Reb Meir as well. So when do they argue? Keep pleggy. In which case, well, what's left? The only thing that's left is mitzora muchlat. That's the only one that's left. There's no other situation here. Keep pleggy going up to the top of Zion Ahmed Bay's, or better yet, behesker sheni. We're talking about the second confinement. The second confinement. Rabbi Yehuda says you must announce. Something has to be said. Okay, so Hesker, he, it, it was Muskar, but not after one week, but Muskar after two weeks. At that point, he cannot be confined. Remember, confined means limbo. You gotta go one way or the other. After two weeks, you gotta say Tohar or Tameh. Finished, you can't do anything more. So if they can't go anymore, so therefore, it, becoming a confirmed Mitzorah would be distressful to the victim, because he's treated much more stringently in many ways than a non-confirmed, uh, than a confined, as we shall see. Hesker Sheni, that's the Machlokas. Reb Meir will say, even then, you don't have to say anything. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, you have to say, I'm sorry. So now you have to say, so wait a minute, so what, so, wait a minute, so what's the Machlokas? What's he gonna say? Well, you only will say the good and you won't say the bad? So we'll have to see. Let's see. Let's see what goes on here. Let's. Marsovar Reb Meir holds Bekohen Talia Milsi. He says the he says the matter of confirmed is dependent on the Kohen. So the examination can be can be with the following criteria, which is Itahar Amarle Tahar. If he's Tahar, the Kohen tells him Tahar. But remember, Reb Meir is not Reb Yehuda. The E Tame, and if he's Tame, Shasik, he's quiet and he doesn't confirm him. And because he holds, Reb Meir holds, you're allowed to not say anything. But if he's Tahar, why shouldn't he? Only if he's Tahar. Yeah. But yeah. if he's not, the coin still does not. He's where he argues on Reb Yehuda. He no, says, he's not he, That's right, he's not obligated to say anything. That's what Rameir's Kiddush is. That's what he holds. Because why? Because he lets give him whatever, what makes things better for him. And it's better for him to come. We could say he's star. He does not hold like Tosa's understanding of Yehuda that after two weeks you must make a declaration. Umar Savar, the other one says no. By the second Muskar, Ribiosi is going to say the Kohen, yes, it depends on him, but he cannot be silent. Letaro Oletamoksiv, the Torah says about the second time, it says to declare the affliction Tor or to declare it Tome, which implies the coin must render the verdict. What Rameir does with that, we'll have to see. But the coin's got, must not, therefore, he says, don't examine him at all. He's not obligated to go after That's him. right, don't go. And better, if you don't go, you're not going to make things worse. Remember, if he's a muskar, he can still be with his wife. But after two weeks, isn't he already better? I mean, no, he, no we, we don't know. The coin has to come and say what it is. The coin has to say. So normally, two weeks later, the coin say, so what happens if the coin doesn't come? Muskar, he can't be with his wife. Muskar, he must separate from... Yes. Okay. Yeah. We don't assume anything. 
after two weeks. Unless the coin, it's the coin who makes that declaration. It all depends on the coin. You can't on your own, even if it goes away, even if it's a hundred percent clear, you can't make that decision on your own. It, only the coin can make that decision. No different than a doctor who's checking your heart. You know, you said the doctor gives you all these tests. Well, I feel better. Since I feel better, I don't think I'm going to take the test that the doctor says. So listen, my friend, you can feel as great as you want, but I'm the one who's going to see what's going on inside. Well, I feel great. I don't, no, no, no. So you think, you know, people can think things are better, but they're really not. They hallucinate for their uh, benefit, right? And that's a lot of times people, uh, a person has symptoms, real symptoms. A woman has a lump on her breast. Say, well, I don't think it's cancer. Yeah, you're an idiot. You go to the doctor and he tells you. So you say, I don't think I've served. It's been two weeks and now it's clear. The coin has to come and take you out of that muskar state. There is no option. So therefore, Rabbi Meir says, in a case where it's been two weeks already, where according to Rabbi Yehuda, if he comes, he has to say what he sees, and it could be bad news. There he says, don't come, and we keep him in this state that he give be with his wife. Rameir says, well, he only has to say if it's good, and he doesn't have to say if it's bad, even in a two-week situation. So if he sees that it's good, fine, it's good news. He can be back with everybody, and he's not prohibited from his wife. But if he has bad news, he's quiet, and still the guy is no worse than he was before. That's when the machlokes is. Okay? And that's the case of second week. And therefore, Rabbi, Rabbi, who earlier said, I hold like Rabbi Meir by a muskar, and I hold like Rabbi Huda by a muchlat. So that was the outside cases, but the machlokes is not in the case where Meir says, I hold like this one, I hold like that one, because that's where there's agreement, so to speak. And therefore, he holds that's where the machlokes is. All right. Now, and then we're going to come back. Now we're going to have to come back to Rebbe's statement. Where he said, I held of this guy here and there. Now we got to blend it all in. Okay, questions? Yeah, with Bob Mayer in the first situation, it's after two weeks. He doesn't say anything. He's saying it by not saying anything. He's going to give him the good news if it's good news. If he doesn't say anything, he's giving the bad news by not saying anything. But it's not bad news. He does not have to separate from his wife. No. He right? does not have to separate from his wife. I mean, no, he doesn't. Well, oh, the Kohen must say the magic words. He's already separated from his wife in Mushkar. He's already separated from his wife. The coin comes there, it, doesn't say anything. <laughs> no, but if, 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 so here's the question, but if he says he's Mukhlat, it's worse depending on what you hold is worse. Well, Remember, a mukhlat in general is worse because he has to, first of all, he has to leave the community. But, but he has to wrap it. Him. Past two weeks, though, so he says he's tahor. Great. But what if he says he's not? If he doesn't say anything, that means he's not no, he, he's, he's where he is here. No, he's still, no, he's still muskar. Muskar is not tummy. Muskar is holding pattern. Muskar says, I see one sign. It's questionable if you're oh, Tommy. Well, sure. That's why see, he's not Tommy. He does have to leave the community. Right. But he can't be with his wife. Can't be with his wife. Okay, so now when he comes after two weeks, according to Mayor, if he doesn't say anything. Mayor makes no sense because it's going to be quiet. You know what he is. Fine, but he, well, guess what? But doesn't change his status. He does not have to go around. And if he's a smart guy, what will he do now? What will the guy do if he's smart? 
He'll do tshuva so that the next time the coin comes yeah, after yeah. Cholamayit, the thing will go away. Yeah. Remember, yeah. it all it all depends on your tshuva. Yeah. If the guy decides to never do tshuva, we had a case with one of the I'll Jewish kings. Down. Jewish king at Saras for like twenty years. How can he have kids? Well, no problem. A muhlat does not have to separate from his wife. I forgot the name of the king. It was when the towards the end of the kings of Judea, the guy uh, was a leper. He was the king, and he was a leper, but he couldn't really officiate as the king because he had to be outside of the thing. So his son took over. Okay, but but and he had children born out of Mitzorolak, which is okay. It's nothing up there. But anyway. So we're saying it, it's still good because he's not a defined, confirmed mitzvah, which is much worse because now it's confirmed. He gives off Toma. He has to get kicked out. He has to wrap himself up and say, I'm Tommy, I'm Tommy, which is very embarrassing. And then he's going to have to w- wait another week. And then he has to bring Korbanos. It's a whole uh, geshef. So the coin doesn't come to him. You know what? The guy says, oh, if he didn't say anything, that means I really should be Tommy. He's going to come back after Cholamoid. Man, I can chuva my heart out and maybe it'll get better so I'll never have to be Tommy. That's the critical point. While Rabbi Huda says, nope, he's got to say what he's got to say and therefore don't bring him. Right. Right? Don't bring him because now he's got to say what he's got to say and he could make things worse. So don't bring him. They both come to the same conclusion but they come from a different approach. Mm-hmm. Ramirez says, well, check. What do you got to lose? You could only gain. Review says, no, it, it's the difference between if what when you're making, um, trying to resolve an argument, there's two, binding arbitration, and what's the other one called? Binding is whatever he says has to be, right? Yeah. And there's a different kind of arbitration. It's not arbitration, you're trying to work together. Mediation. Mediation. Remediation. So it's not... Mediation. Mediation. It means it doesn't have to be one way or the other. He can sort... It's a little bit like that. Try to make a compromise. So this is like compromise. If it's bad, we don't say it. That is what mediation is. You're trying to make it all good for everybody. While binding arbitration is, well, whatever he says got to be. So either you win or you lose. Right? So that's where the Maklokas is. Does it totally say after two weeks you have to say it's coming out to Hawaii? Yeah. Or is that just a opinion? That's Rabbi, Rabbi Huda's opinion. That's just opinion. Rabbi Mayer would have to figure a way out of that. That you don't. Because if the Torah says you have to say it, that would Well, he says if you're one or the other. In other words, it, I, you could say like this if he says, he has to say one or the other. But, it doesn't imply or, but that's what way Rabbi Yehuda understands. Rabbi Meir is going to say, he has to answer that. Well, tomorrow we'll get to that. He has to answer that Pusuk. That Pusuk seems to, right. so he could, well, we'll see how he would learn that. Rabbi, who makes the decision to call or not to call? Person. The person. The person does? Or, or his friends tell the coin to give him a surprise visit. Yeah. So, yeah. There, oh. it, it, there's wording in the Torah that suggests, that suggests that the coin comes. There's wording that suggests we bring the guy to the coin, kicking and screaming. And his wife says, you know, you better go. Says, oh, I don't want to check. You better go to the doctor. You ever had a case where somebody took somebody to the doctor they didn't want to go, but he forced them to go? It's a famous story with, uh, uh, what's his name, that fellow Beda. Remember I spoke about him, oh, I remember, it's like 15, 20 years ago, this Sephardi guy. I forgot his first name, his last name was Beda. 
He was one who founded the Sephardic Beaker Cholim in Brooklyn. He was a big, lay, lay person, and it was a big, big tzaddik. I forgot his first name. Ugh. His name was Beta, and he would always take care of people. And he saw a person who had some kind of a growth on his neck. He said, you should get it checked out. The guy didn't go. Two weeks later, he, he, Beta comes to the guy with his car. He says, come inside. He says, what? I'm taking you to the doctor. <laughs> and he took him to the doctor. And the doctor removed the growth, and that's it. So same thing. You can have a, a mitzora, a potential choice. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't look. Is that a problem? So okay, you could technically do that, but after a while, if you can't conceal it, people are going to stay away from you. And you could, if you have smart, you try to force him to have the coin come to him. But he's got to. It's it's certain in your. It's no different than if you do an favor in secrecy. If you do not have in secrecy, is anybody going to punish you? If we yes. bring it to court? No, That's you're living true. with your sin. You're living with your sin. So the guy's living with a situation that he's not going to make anybody tame, but certainly there's a gift Hashem is trying to help him to no longer speak lotion horror, to no longer be misery. If the guy thinks he can live his life out with that, you may not be a mitzvah in this world, but who knows what's going to happen to you in the next world. So this, I know people think, well, he's getting away with it. You don't get away with anything. If, if it's a regular court of human beings, you can get away with a lot of things. Here by the Hashem's court, he's like, he comes to Shemaim, and Hashem says, boy, you're going to get it. He says, what do you mean? I was never a Mitzorah. You creep. You were, you were this way for 25 years, and you just concealed it under your shirt. And now you're going to get the punishment you deserve because you never did chew on that so it's a gift that Hashem gives you. For a guy would want this, but he could want to delay it for a few days. Yeah, we're doing. It's going to mess up. It's going to. Or what about how bad, better? We'll see. I don't know if it's here or later on. What about a chassan during his seven days of Shevet brothers and he sees a uh, 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 tzaras? Don't call the calling. Yeah. Wait till afterwards before he has to say anything. So the several call and he has to wait. He wait. That's what we're saying. Right. So, 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 the so, so we're waiting. We are waiting. But the difference between Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yehuda is as follows. If the guy is after two weeks, okay, question is, does he come on Cholomoyed or not? Rabbi Meir says he can come. Why? Because if he has good news, he'll tell us the good news. Right. If he has bad news, he'll be quiet. So we're not any worse off, so he can come. Rabbi Yehuda says he does not come at all. Why? Because if he has bad news in the second week, he has to say the bad news. And therefore, it could make things worse. So what we do, we don't send the coin at all. And by not sending the coin at all, at least we have the status quo when things aren't any worse. Okay, now, yeah, good? Okay, we'll leave it at that. Now we got to go back to, back to Rebbe's statement, where he says, I see this rabbi and this, and I see this rabbi in the other situation. Okay, it's slow go, but at least we're understanding it.